0: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number Limited Edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: It's required by the American Constitution. It's one of the biggest moments of the year for a president. And this year, it almost didn't happen. This is the State of America.
2: Tonight, I call upon all of us to set aside our differences.
1: There's not going to be any wall money in the legislation. Ports of entry, we might need more ports of entry and some roads. That's part of the negotiation.
2: If there's no wall, it doesn't work. She's just playing games. It's time for us to have an honest discussion about our immigration system. I really think it's going to be a speech that's going to cover a lot of territory, but part of it's going to be unity.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Kate Baldwin in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America. Article 2, Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution states that the president shall from time to time give to the Congress information of the State of the Union and recommend to their consideration such measures as he shall judge necessary and expedient. And just like that, the time-honored annual tradition in Washington was born, the State of the Union Address.
3: Mr. Speaker, the president of the United States.
1: It actually wasn't even officially called the State of the Union until after World War II. And it often wasn't even a speech to Congress. Sometimes it was just in writing. But now it's a major primetime television event with all the pomp and circumstance, with all three branches of government under one roof for one of the most important speeches of the year. And first and foremost, one of the jobs of the speech is to finish this simple sentence. The State of the Union is...
2: The state of our union is strong. The state of our union is strong.
1: The state of our union
3: is strong.
2: The state of our union is sound. The state of the union is not good. The state of our union is better, but still not good enough. The state of our union is strong.
1: And after that assessment, almost every president takes the opportunity to tout their successes, set their agenda, and also take on their critics. Bill Clinton, he made this promise in his 96 address.
2: The era of big government is over.
1: After that, he signed a balanced budget act and balanced the four last budgets of his administration, all while working with a Republican House. I know unheard of these days. George W. Bush, speaking four months after the September 11th attacks, he coined a phrase in his State of the Union address that helped define his entire presidency.
2: States like these and their terrorist allies constitute an axis of evil.
1: One year later, American troops invaded Iraq. In another State of the Union moment, Barack Obama took on the Supreme Court while the justices of the supreme court were seated directly in front of him
3: with all due deference to separation of powers last week the supreme court reversed a century of law that i believe will open the floodgates for special interests including foreign corporations to spend without limit in our elections
1: I don't know if you saw that on the left hand of your screen. That was Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito there saying not true to the President of the United States in full view of millions of Americans that were watching this. Last year, almost 46 million Americans watched Donald Trump's first State of the Union. That is a lot. To put it in perspective, though, 100 million people watched the Super Bowl, the American Pro Football Championship, last year.
2: We have gone forward with a clear vision and a righteous mission to make America great again for all Americans.
1: But this year, as with everything, broke with tradition. It almost didn't happen because of of the government shutdown. It was on the books for January 29th, and while Trump was prepared to give it, deliver it, rules dictate he has to be invited by the Speaker of the House. That's now, of course, Democrat Nancy Pelosi, and she said, not so fast.
0: It was as if the Speaker of the House was speaking Trump's language by making this about television, because essentially what is on the line for the president is his show is being canceled, right? His annual show is being canceled. That is where we are. He wants to go on with the show. She's probably not going to let him.
1: (laughs) And in a very un-Trump-like move, the president eventually caved.
2: The State of the Union speech has been uh, canceled by Nancy Pelosi because she doesn't want to hear the truth.
1: Thank you for recognizing that it's inappropriate to have a State of the Union address where people are working hard, very hard, to protect all of us in that room and not getting paid for it. And while they haven't made any progress on a deal to keep the government open long term, they did agree to reopen for three weeks. And so the big date, the State of the Union date, is back on. So what is the country likely to hear about the State of the Union this time around? Does the president have a plan to stop this constant cycle of government shutdowns? Does he have a final decision on when and how troops will be leaving Syria, as he's previously indicated? And what then does he think about Afghanistan? That's just to name a few of the topics he could hit on. We don't know, of course, but I do recall this appeal that came from the president from his last address. Tonight, I call
2: upon all of us to set aside our differences, to seek out common ground, and to summon the unity we need to deliver for the people.
1: With the government government about to shut down for the second time just days after the longest shutdown in history ended, I think we all know how well that one went over. Did the president not mean what he said in that last State of the Union? Was no one listening? Maybe both. There's always next year, I guess. And by next year, I mean we're actually talking about Tuesday night. So coming up for us, How much good or how much damage can a president do with one big speech like this? We're gonna look back and look ahead at the stakes for the president's big State of the Union address. The panel is here next. President Trump will command the attention of the entire federal government and much of the nation during his State of the Union address next week. Will he persuade any Democrats to fund his border wall? Will he reassure his base that he's not giving in on the central campaign promise? Both? That's impossible. The panel tonight, Mark Short is here, CNN political commentator and former director of legislative affairs for President Trump. Tim Naftali is a CNN presidential historian and former director of the Nixon Presidential Library. Catherine Rempel is a CNN political commentator, Washington Post columnist, and Evan Siegfried is a Republican strategist and author of GOP GPS. It is great to have you all here. I get get all the warm and fuzzies when we talk about the State of the Union. It's such a moment. Let us see what it brings. Tim, looking back looking ahead what does the state of the union address mean do for a president
3: well most of them are really boring uh, True. they're a and laundry long. Li- and and long and they're a laundry list and they're really a compilation of what various departments want to uh, to say and uh, but they can be great there aren't many of them but there mm-hmm. are moments in our history when a state of the union can set can set the agenda uh, L- LBJ used a State of the Union to announce the war on poverty mm-hmm. and to talk about Medicare. John F. Kennedy flubbed his first State of the Union and he used the second one. He actually had two. He didn't call the second one that. To talk about putting a man on the moon by the, by the end of the 1960s. Uh, Bill Clinton used a State of the Union to say the era of big government is over. Yep. So But these are rare opportunities. Now, I would argue that Donald J. Trump actually needs a State of the Union that sets a new agenda, that at the moment he is stuck talking about just a wall. And so his presidency seems to rest on his ability to build a barrier on the border when we all know that presidencies are more complicated than that.
1: (laughs) I think life is more complicated than just that. So, Mark, the fact that the president is giving an address, I believe, give me five more seconds to check Twitter, that it's been canceled once again. But at the moment, we believe that he's giving this address, but he's still also, he's still facing the border wall fight. And he's facing down the potential of another government shutdown, what do you think he needs to do in this address
4: well, I don't think there will be a shutdown. I think that that's been too You're so painful. Optimistic. No, no, no. Look, that's been too painful for everyone involved. So I think what you see the president do is, is, is declare a national emergency when we get up to the February 15th date.
1: Oh, we'll but, talk about that in a second.
4: But there's no doubt. I, I think that he will discuss the border issues. Uh, that is central to his candidacy in 2016. He will make that case. And so I think there'll be some areas where there's uh, partisanship displayed in the State of the Union. But I also think there'll be a couple areas where he actually reaches across and say, here are things we can work on together namely infrastructure and, Mark we've been talking right.
1: about infrastructure since day 1 of this of this administration.
4: Infrastructure is was poorly rolled out by the administration when it when it had So I feel the like every before. week's
1: infrastructure week.
4: Yeah, and I know that's a that's a common <laughs> refrain in media circles, but I but I think the reality is that the president will make that a large part of his speech because in truth the president's position is more in line with Democrats on the actual policy. That's true. And so with with Democrats having control of the House, it it sees it more as an opportunity now.
5: It it is and it isn't, to be clear, to the extent that this administration has released any proposals about infrastructure. They were about tax-based credits that would go towards companies not towards public spending, which is where the Democrats land on this and issue. And my
4: point to you, Catherine, is that that's where the President himself is more comfortable. He was not comfortable, in fact, with the own policy that, that some of his administration rolled out where he
6: wants to be as close aligned with where the Democrats are on that Well, plan. that would, that would con- be
5: great. I, I'm not convinced that's I'm not happen. sure that would
6: be great, but I think <laughs> that's what conversation <laughs> <it's laughs> on infrastructure between the White House and Democrats would be a lot more cordial than, say, talking about the wall, and I think that there's a lot more room to get things done. I think the President also has a problem in coming off the shutdown, we did see some of the base begin to lose patience with him, either because they didn't like the shutdown itself or because they didn't want they didn't the wall. The and he needs the wall. And it gets to what Mark said about the national emergency. A national emergency would be the best move for him politically because he can go out, declare that he's going to build the wall, avoid another government shutdown, and if the courts were to strike it down, he then says, I tried but it's these activist judges. It's another target where you can point the blame of the base and have that base short up for 2020.
1: If, if, if he doesn't take the opportunity I mean, there's there's I think there's no chance he doesn't talk about border security, as Mark Quill would well know better than any of us um, in his address. But if he doesn't lay out and maybe we're already even past this point. But if he doesn't lay out, Evan, what exactly he can accept in terms of a compromise, in terms of something coming over from Congress that would fund the border ball rather than a national emergency. Is that a failure or do you think that it's already past that?
6: I think the vast majority of the country has already made up their mind about the border wall and what they'll personally accept. Uh-huh. I think you're going to see the president actually pivot and try and go toward abortion, because Ralph Northam just gave Republicans a gift with his ghoulish comments this week and about abortion and basically having it literally up until the moment of birth. And I think you're going to see him reestablish his pro-life and anti-abortion bona fides, which is going to really rally, especially evangelical Christians, back to the president and help shore up the base going into re-election. So
1: that would be uh, definitely an area where you're not going to see, you know, in State of the Unions, what we see is... um when do the Democrats stand up with the Republicans? When do the Republicans stand up? When do the Democrats stand up? It's just kind of a little bit part of the folly at home to watch. When How is Nancy Pelosi going to act? Because she's going to be sitting behind the president the whole time. One area I'm most interested in when this would happen, is that I'm interested in, is when he talks about the economy. The president has a real win in looking at the economy. This most recent jobs report coming out, it's, it's great. It's good. No one can dispute that. Is that something that Democrats should... I don't know if they will, but should be applauding when the president talks about it. Kate, Kate it's, it's all
3: I think about the nature of the climate he's creating. He's already attacking Speaker Pelosi. I mean, if a man wants a compromise, he's got to show respect for the person he's dealing with. He and has not come
1: up with a nickname yet. I don't know if that... might His nickname well, for boy, Nancy Nancy that's Pelosi a, is
5: Nancy. That's we a, low, that's a yeah. low
3: standard. I mean, after all, if we're going to have a compromise, and if Democrats are going to find find their way towards supporting a Trump initiative, like infrastructure, which I'm sure most of them would, if it weren't Trump's initiative, then he's gotta show respect for Nancy Pelosi and not be sending signals that, my bottom line is, this.
5: Well, I I think it's not only about sending signals or whatever. I mean, this is the guy who ran as the great deal maker. And by alienating whoever is sitting on the other side of that table and insisting, whether it's China, whether it's Nancy Pelosi or anyone he's negotiating with, and insisting that the only way that he can win is if the other side loses, by having sort of a zero-sum view of any sort of negotiation, Mm -hmm. it puts the person on the other side of the table in a very awkward position. Because even if you agree with Trump, if you hand him a win, that must mean that you lose. Rather than framing everything as win-win, this is something that Democrats can agree upon. You know, with me, this is something that we can all get behind. China can win through our mutual negotiations or whatever. By framing everything as we've been losing, we need to start winning. We need the other side to back down. Did, what, you sort of force the other side into this position you, of opposing everything. Did you see?
1: Did you see? Did you see that with him? Often, like we can all win in this.
4: I would look at last year, in act what we did is we signed a 1.6 billion dollar bill for border infrastructure that was a bipartisan bill. So when we talk about the presence and transitions here, let's recognize that Nancy Pelosi said there'll be zero, zero funding for the wall, and he, she said that repeatedly, and she said it again this week, which doesn't actually show much room for compromise or working with the president. Don't steal my thunder, leader. Mark. That's yeah. my
1: next segment. But quick, one word. The State of the Union is. Who wants to give me a word? The State of the Union right now is troubled. Troubled. What do you think?
6: Uh, on the economy, it's great.
1: <laughs> you can't have <add> the <laughs> caveat. What divided. You, divided and?
6: Uh, you're Schrodinger State of the Union. It's a Rorschach
1: test. <laughs> no, a Rorschach test. That's good. Stand by, guys. Still ahead, President Trump is ending the week with some major economic news. Is this good news for Donald Trump and bad news for the Democrats? Can it ever be good news for both anymore? That is next.
2: it differently? No, not really. I mean, I think what by having the shutdown, uh, we've set the table for where we are now. If I didn't do the shutdown, people wouldn't know. They wouldn't understand the subject. Now they understand the subject.
1: Is that President Trump right there saying that the longest shutdown in government history was a good thing? Does that mean that he has won the week? And can you just win the week by declaring I've won the week? Because then that's how we're going to start the segment every week. Let's find out. Mark, Please make the case. Can you make the case that the president won the week because he caved and came to the shutdown? This is a man who never caves. And now we're facing down another potential of a shutdown. I know you don't think it's that's that's going to happen when it comes to this border wall.
4: I don't think shutdowns are political winners. I don't think you can make the case that this has been a a triumphant week um, for the president's team. Having said that, I do think one dynamic is developing, and that is this is becoming more of a Pelosi versus Trump, which I think benefits the president. I think this becomes the two of them are elevated. Schumer becomes less and less relevant. That plays to, to the president's advantage because Nancy Pelosi remains the most unpopular national public figure. So that dynamic, as it continues to evolve, plays to the president's benefit.
1: So to the Mark Still and my Thunder, the last segment portion of the program, um, Nancy Pelosi did say, Catherine, and remember, she said it over and over again, right? Open up the government when the government shut down. Open up the government and then we'll talk and then we'll talk about the border wall. The government reopens and almost immediately she comes out and says, here's my line.
5: No money for a border wall. But she says money for border security, and I think that's a totally valid position to take. Well, was that disingenuous when she was trying to get the government open? No, she she, she said at the time, she said at the time, there there was this famous story about how Trump uh, marched out of the Oval Office when he said, if we reopen the government, then will you give me money for the border wall? And she said no. And he said, "Okay, then I don't want to talk to you. So it's not like this came out of nowhere.
4: But what is disingenuous is that when we asked for additional funding for beds, Democrats said no. When we asked for additional funding for ICE, Democrats said no. When we asked for additional funding for judges, Democrats said no. So they claim they're for border security, and it's a nice soundbite. But there's no evidence of what they'll actually do. And just today, just today, oh, it's not. Just today,
0: I was in the room for negotiation, Captain, and they said no each time. And
4: just today, Democrats in, in House came forward with a proposal for less funding funding all together for DHS. Less funding altogether.
1: Here's another element of this that is now de- that is developing right now. The president is now taking the position he's he's toying with the idea of declaring a national emergency. And just so we're all clear, if it's a national emergency, it was a national emergency 30 days ago. I don't know how a national emergency just emerges and you can just declare it a national emergency and then think it's legally sound. We'll get to that when that happens. But today, but now he's starting to say, and I've heard him say this: um, we're already building the wall with money that we have on hand. I get. The attempt to change the narrative that now we're already building it with money that we've got. But then why was the government shut down over getting money for the wall, Evan?
6: Well, I think now is the perfect time for me to say that I'm engaged to Jennifer Lawrence. We're already building the wall with money that we have on hand. It's about as likely as that. I was sort of uh, by like, the way, Jennifer, call really? me. But uh, <laughs> I think that it's all about sales and marketing. The president has basically, th- if you think about it as a house, he slapped a new coat of paint on and he's not uh, he didn't scrape off the old paint or any of the rot. He hasn't dealt with the problem. It's all about marketing. It's sort of what he did here in New York with his real estate developments make it look good and try and sell a product as opposed to actually sell an actual item that has been put through the test. And he's, the wall is the one thing the base wants. We saw the Freedom Caucus, Ann Coulter and others go apoplectic when the Senate was, uh, gave the continuing resolution to February 8th and December. And if he does not get the wall, or at least get the base to believe that they're getting something on the wall, then that, the gonna bottom's going to drop out. The, the,
5: the, the, the real question is, who are they going to go you know, vote for in 2020? They're, if not, not, vote, if they're, if they're not going to vote. That's right.
6: the difference.
5: Yeah. Okay. We'll okay. I'd, like, I'd like
6: to
3: hear from people who live along the border. I'd like to hear from Will Hurd and Republicans who represent districts along the border and who are against this wall. Why don't we actually talk to the people who are affected by this, the elected members? What's so interesting is that Trump's support comes from people far away from the wall. They, let's talk about border security. Let's talk about actually dealing with the intelligence and law enforcement problems. Do you, think this,
1: you think this represents something larger with the president?
3: Much larger. I suspect that this represents a whole philosophy of immigration. The wall is a symbol for keeping people out. It's not a symbol for making us more secure. So then
1: if, if he's if he's in. in some view failing at this, that that represents a broader erosion of, his, uh, of, his, of, well, there, of political leverage. This administration government.
5: is doing lots of other things to reduce legal immigration, too. <laughs> Including making it harder for people the to come here yes. who are I mean, legal immigrants. Well, I'm going to
4: uh, uh, go back to Jennifer Lawrence here. Yes, you can anytime. <laughs> because actually, what we did in last year's game, the $1.6 billion included new funding for new steel barriers and new territory, additionally for levees and additionally for repairs. So there is new wall construction happening. But where I think but the administration what, no, but, failed, but,
1: but now no. he's trying to say, what the, I'm getting it no matter what. Yeah. That's the where case the administration has
4: failed. I think is is showing that the plan the administration actually put forward to Congress for funding is the same plan that career officials in CFPB offered during the Obama years. We've made this about Trump. Which makes it hard for a lot of Trump Democrats. Has made this about Fair. You agree? So I say Trump we, has I mean Democrats. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Okay. Those of us who serve the administration. Yeah, okay. So it's it's become in essence a referendum on him when in fact the plan that was put forward is by career officials. So it's not asking for a border in all parts of the Rio Grande Valley. It's not asking for a border wall in a lot of parts of the actual border. But there are places where they say, Here's where the greatest drug trafficking and human trafficking is, and this is where we need it. And that's what, as far as the marketing administration failed to say, this is the career plan that's been asked. Actually-
3: Why doesn't the started- President say that then? Why doesn't the president say that this is a, a plan that professionals put together that includes some wall and some areas that don't have wall? Why doesn't he say that? It would make it much easier for the Democrats to come back and actually fund border security. But he doesn't do that, does
4: if he? If you look at actually the press conference he was just having today, it was with C B P officials making that case. If you look at actually right before the shutdown, he did it was surrounded by C B P people in uniforms saying that. But I think they yeah. waited
6: too long. The narrative got ahead of him. Yeah. But he doesn't. and also at first he also did come out and say it was from end you to end of the border, say, yeah. and it, w- it gets to the yeah. eminent domain problem. It, remember, the Secure Fence Act in 2006 was only for 700 miles of fencing. And I'm we still amazed, today, is f- it's not federal federal officially completely being, built. There are over 120 land. cases still in federal court of landowners not wanting their land to be wow. ceded to the federal government. It's going to take forever to build the wall, even if Democrats give $100 billion.
1: And That's details, you- man. We're, I mean, That's that details that no one ever gets to mean, when you're talking about passing legislation. Would you
3: want to turn Texas into a blue state? you have and no, oh, I I make, no no I'm saying, <laughs> when i am saying you want to turn it into a blue state the best way is to get the federal government to take all that land yeah. in will Hurd's district and make that? it oh my god you'll I turn you'll turn you you to do the do that the ranchers oh. come it's out it's against it's this it's
5: true for specifically like that yeah
4: reason. yeah you i was chief of staff for cable Hutchison before long ago and what you found 100%. is people up and down, sorry, up and down the Rio Grande Valley is that the ranchers have been used to having this sort of transaction yeah. with people in commerce for, for generations, and they don't want the wall. But honestly, you go about 50, 100 miles inland, and there's great support for the wall. And so when you represent an entire state, it's it's a very
1: divisive issue, across the when you people. represent an entire country. Yeah. yeah. It gets yeah. real simple. Yeah. I did hear the president say that the new wall is going to be a lot more attractive, and that might have been one of the problems. <laughs> Literally, that might be a direct quote. Just marinate on that great to see you guys thank you thank you thank you that's the state of america this week be sure to listen to our podcast everybody we'll see you back here next week i'm not kidding
0: when you work you work next level when you play you play next level